first time we met melodies on the dance floor oh i'm sinking fast the way you move you know i want more oh oh love hit me hit me more that's just the way it is Oh, love, hit me, hit me a more, hit me a more. <laughs> Welcome to VIP Access. It's the real VIP treatment I'm receiving right here thanks to this amazing, amazing vocalist, R&B and soulful musician, Meryl Page. She just gave me and gave you a little bit a of little bit. a taste <laughs> of what she's made of. You are so amazing. Oh, thank you. Thank Mary, you, Nico. Mary, you're here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you for coming. Uh, oh, you're welcome. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I have to tell everybody watching and listening that you are like family to me. Oh, yeah. Because Meryl's brother, Okinawa, mm -hmm. is like one of my bestest, best, besties, 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 yes. best friends. Yes. We've been friends since I came to Nairobi. Yes. I met Oki. So I came to Nairobi after high school when I had my gap year before university. And then I studied French at the Alliance Francaise. Mm -hmm. That's where I met um, Chimano yeah. of Saudi Soul. Before Saudi Soul, that's where I met Bien, was mm -hmm. singing at the choir. So before the formation of Saudi Soul, and somehow that's how I met Oki. So yes. you can see can how see we've been friends since oh, I came okay. to Nairobi. And that's a lot. That's a lot of years. I think it's that's about a... 13 years. So, yeah. And then he always used to tell me about his amazing sister. Oh, oh first of all, <laughs> break, break. First of all, his daughter's beat my face. Hey. I think I've beat my face. Oh, he beat that face. Yeah, he's, mm. he's my makeup artist. So he's the one who beats my face when I have Amazing. Like amazing. <laughs> you look so beautiful. Yeah. What a supportive brother and individual much. you have yes. in him. I do. I do have a very supportive brother. And yeah, that's how you actually came to hear about me. Yeah, yeah, he's been plugging you. And I remember when you had the launch of your album. Yes. On that very same day, yeah. we had another event. Yes. And Oki was like, you have to come, you have to come. Yeah. And I had an I event, so I, I wasn't able to come because I was there. But then Oki was like, you will have to come, even if it's at the end. So I literally day. showed up and the event was over, but it was such a huge thing for you and for him. and. Such a beautiful event that was. It was a very beautiful yeah. event. Uh, I was I was launching my album Super, Super Ego, Ego. My last album. Yes, which and came out in 2020. 2020. Yeah. Um, um, March 7th. It was right before just before, before COVID. Got COVID. Just Days before. before. <laughs> when I, outside was I outside. Had, when outside was outside. <laughs> I was looking good. I was feeling good. I had planned so many things, gigs after my peer journey, my media tour. So as in just after the very good gig that I have mm. and that now I did a whole event, I planned it myself. Mm. It came out so amazing. Mm. It was more than I had anticipated for. Mm. Because the album is called Super Ego. So Super Ego is literally, you know, fighting. It's like whatever laws that were input into you as a child. Mm. It's like the battle between that self mm -hmm. and your new self. So I had written songs since 2013 because mm -hmm. I was in Saudi Academy. Yes. Yes. 
Did we actually meet while in Saudi Academy? Because I used to work there as a label manager. Yes. But for a short period, maybe two years. We met. Uh huh. I sometimes tend to forget like who I met where. Yes. Because sometimes we know people in the industry and you're not sure exactly where the first encounter happened. Yeah. So we might have met there we maybe met before there. I put two and two together that you're Oki's sister. Yes. Then later on is like my sister sings. Sings, yes. And then, then now. So it was me. Yeah. Actually. Since Saudi, actually, in 2013, I started singing immediately. Started doing like a small event called Lovers and Friends, mm -hmm. where I put up a platform for artists. Mm -hmm. That's how I got to know so many people, as in they've all performed on my platform, Ben Soul, Le Band, they've all passed through my platform. So I was also giving myself psych for the music industry. Mm -hmm. You get it. Also, in the beginning, yeah. you had this platform for other artists, but you were actually not performing I was. It was you also were a platform performing. Myself. Yeah, Fantastic. Just, I, that's the only place I could get to practice and to gig because mm -hmm. I was mostly doing acoustic events. Mm -hmm. Apart from there, that is where I could do like my actual band and my songs. So I've written songs since then, and I had gone through so many things, mm -hmm. and I just wanted to release this album. So you can only imagine by the times where ego is happening, which mm. is in 2020, it was a great thing. Yeah. That's why I was great tickets. moment I was in like, your career, in your through, yeah. life, and you're happy with, you know, yourself having put that out how yes. you did. Yes. I'm mm. very, very, very happy. Because people used to ask me, like, you're a musician. I don't get your recorded work. Where is your work? Where can we find you? I don't even know where you can find me. You can only get me while I'm performing live. Yeah. Most people, maybe they're out of town, maybe you know, things like that, yeah. which was a worry to me now. The only thing that I actually wanted to achieve with that album mm. mainly was to just have my song available for everybody mm. and anyone who can find it. Yeah, because it's yeah. very empowering and you know a, a great feeling to be like, just go on there and search Mary Lou, find me and all my music. Yeah. It's so nice yes. now. You can Google my name. <laughs> And also go That's read nice. about me. Yes, go read about me. <laughs> so I want to talk about your talent, the instrument, that voice. It's so powerful. Like, And um, you're one of the few artists or singers who has also a powerful speaking voice. Okay. Some people don't speak how they sound when they sing. Eh? But like you got the nice deep voice. And then when you sing, I'm like, yes. Like you have this timba and this vibration. <laughs> Damn, tell me about that instrument. I don't know what to tell you about it, but I think I started singing like at two years old, dancing to like even Chaka Chaka. Wow, and two years. People, yeah. You like were two singing years. at two years. I have years. like small videos, I think snippets on DVDs. <laughs> Hopefully my mom still has them. I started at that, that time and the people who were singing when I was young were Brenda Farsi, Yvonne Chaka Chaka, Brenda Malope. Those people are big voice women. And it's so interesting because our parents, I say our parents, like Lua parents, mm -hmm. were so much into those sounds. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my Like goodness. Franco. Yes. My, Papa Wemba. And at the same time, Mariah mm -hmm. was on it. Like, that's my time, my 90s. Because of course. Yeah. Around the time I was growing up, the people who were big were Celine Dion, yes, Mariah. Yes. So the songs I was singing were those songs. Mm -hmm. And I guess my lungs got to practice mm. how to belt and sing high notes. I was very, very, very nervous. Uh, but I did music in high school. Mm -hmm. I was a solo. I went to my girls in Nairobi. Mm -hmm. So I was a soloist, yes. drama soloist, music soloist. And, you know, that kind of built my action all the way to Saudi Academy, mm. where now I got that stepping stone. Yes. And so the possibility of actually being a musician as a woman in Africa, in Nairobi, you know. You know, when you were growing up, I was like, I want to be a musician. And I grew up, I was like, I want to be a doctor or a bird or something like that. <laughs> I grew into singing R&B, singing Asha, 
And you know, as in I, I was, I found out that by the way, I can sing like a jukebox. Actually, in uni, they, in high school, they're calling me a jukebox. <laughs> they pay me in smokies. <laughs> they pay me in smokies and, and ask you to sing whatever. Yeah, and and, and fudge. I'd find fudge in, in, in my desk. I'd know, ah, it's whack. I have to go sing some song, and they'd write for me the song on the fudge. So I go land oh the song. My God. I meet them like a friend, a friend. <laughs> this is in high school. <laughs> Hustler, I oh my for them, but they, I, I didn't even want to hustle, but I think I started making money in high school. <laughs> You're the bucks. second artist I've spoken to because I also spoke to Costa Juan oh, yeah? on the second episode of this podcast mm -hmm. and he also started making money in high school. Yeah. And for him, was as an artist, like people would bring him cards, he would write like beautiful messages and drawings yes. and they would send to their girlfriends and they would pay him. Well, I started like as... This the girls were sending to their weird best friends, like dedications. I'd be sent from like a, from one class all the way to from four class. Mm. Go, 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 sing for her, sing for her. Then I'd be like, what do I sing? Then they'd tell me like, Slender, <laughs> will always love you. And now they give me my 20 bob and my fudge and I go. Nice. Yeah. Nice, nice. That's that was, wonderful. Yeah. They, by the way, girls, people can tell you they used me badly. <laughs> You expected more well, than that. I was doing. I was singing full songs. <laughs> like, I keep what, to what? you sing full songs yeah, for fudges? Full songs. Or what, Damn, what that's, a, that's a real hustle. Uh, like now nice. if you think about it, you're not even hustling. Like you used to hustle. Yeah, there. like I could do half a song and then just harm the rest. Right. <laughs> so I want to talk about a very important project that's dropped in 2019. Olds by Queens. Yes, and yes. this is a Kenyan album. By the music producer Waitaka and songwriter. Keyword is a Kenyan all-female yeah, album. Yeah, Kenyan all-female album. Yes. That's the key, key, key word, key guys. Word, yes. And it's such an amazing project. And it was such a beautiful thing to listen to. I don't know, it took me through COVID. It's just it like is. when COVID happened, you had to find things to do, yes. more music to listen to. That's when I actually started my professional work as a music curator. Because then I started creating playlists because yes. I was out of town mm -hmm. and I didn't have anything to do. And sometimes because I was in the Bundus, mm -hmm. I was in Masai Mara the entire time. Sometimes there was no electricity. Oh, yeah. And so it was killing me. Like the silence sometimes <laughs> was starting to eat my head. And yes. It's like sometimes you need the silence to think. But I was like, no. I want to listen to music. music. So that's when I started curating music. And I remember out of all the music that I was curating and listening to, that's the one album that took me through the entire period. Yeah, like it was a very important a project to me. Idea. And for some reason, your song, Jahera, yeah. was like my best. Because yes. I also heard you sing in Lua and I was like, oh my God. Yeah. It's like our language is so beautiful. And when you so sing in it, it just was really beautiful. Tell me about being part of that project. We know uh, what it meant to you. First who are the all, other females who are part of this odd, odd bike and queens and album? Means like you know you're paying yeah you know tribute I mean, yeah, yeah 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 so, so it's an album by Waidaka yeah Waidaka Entertainment he's a Kenyan producer mm. who lives in the states yes he's male but he came up with this idea he was like uh, do you know there's no Kenyan album that's just full of women working together and the funniest thing and the best thing about this album is how it came together mm -hmm. it was so easy. Because first of all, most of us or all of us were friends with this one person called Waidera. She called me, she called a few people. I called Zaituni one boy. There's Chep, who's also part of Wanavukali. Mm -hmm. Also, 
uh, Lena was one of Vukali, part of one of Vukali, Sarah. Mm. We all came together. We actually had like a meeting at, at Java. Oh my God, that's wonderful. I didn't yeah. even know that you all actually came together came and sat together, down together. Sat down together. And Waitaka said, hey, I have this idea and this is how we're going to do the splits. It was the easiest thing to do because all the time we were filling our minds up with how we're going to pay money to get into mm. studio. We're just thinking of getting into studio monetary-wise, like... You have to pay your way in and then mm. you do your recording and then you have to think about the marketing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, I give you a song, you give me a song. Mm. Just like that. We were like, it's as easy as writing. Yeah. And as easy as you paying for the studio. He was like, I'll do that. And we were in, in two weeks, we had all recorded our songs. Like wow. in two weeks, he was here for around two months, mm. but one month now was for work. Mm. And in two weeks, we had all recorded our songs. Like, so that was easy. He showed me how... It doesn't have to be so tough, of mm. which my experience in music has been very tough. From when I started to, even at Saudi Academy, it was pretty mm. tough for me. I was wondering, all this money, where do you get it to invest before you get like something back? Mm. As in, where are you getting this money? Because you you're a musician, you're an artist, you mm. want to express yourself. And there's nobody necessarily who's handing you these things. Mm. And for him, I felt like it was like a whole handout. Like that album for me was one of my favorite albums, mm -hmm. song to song, from Mary Olive to Sarah to me, I'm like on number yeah. three or something like that, to Chep, Wabi Sherry, yeah. which I'll tell you about Wabi Sherry like soon. It's a beautiful project. It's very beautiful. The songs are nice. And to hear women after women after women singing. And during COVID, I was playing it in my household. Trust me, every time the males actually were coming through, telling me, play that album. <laughs> play that album yeah and it's them who are telling me so it wasn't even a, it wasn't even about us mm. only it was a beautiful project for everybody. fantastic yes you sound very passionate about this album about the fact that kenyan women came together and you sound very proud that you worked with this you know kenyan very, women and very, that this male gave the opportunity for the females to do their thing like this so tell me more about your passion you know, for women and especially for women to collaborate and do stuff together in the industry because it's not easy being out here in an industry which is so male-saturated. Yes. Usually in my womanhood, I usually feel very powerful. Yay. Like, number two, if you put two of us together somewhere working on something, it's definitely going to work. People are always saying that, oh, women are so hard to work with. Women, my team has always had women. Mm -hmm. As in working, has always been about women, has always had women. My mother has been my full-on support. Mm. My sister is a strong. She works out if you go on my Instagram feed, be a doula. Like, the people I see around me are very strong women who are passionate, who pursue the things they want, and they get them. My best friend is always getting what she wants. You're getting. Mm. So I'm so passionate. I say where two or three women or four women are gathered, it's about to be a whole storm. <laughs> for real. It's I about love to it. be a storm. That's what I usually say. I love so, it. Can you imagine? We came together for this Oats by Queens. Mm -hmm. And do you know, there was no drama. So I was wondering, why do people always talk about women having a tussle every time what women can't work together? I don't understand those women because I think as we are methodical, like when it comes to something that we want to, Tuneza Panga, we know how to arrange and organize very well. So it was organized, like all of us did the thing and we did it right. Mm. So after this, me and Waitera have been having these exchanges of she sends me gigs, I send her oh, projects. Wonderful. Yeah, things like that. Same as Wabi Sherry. Mm. Wabi Sherry is a CEO of 
Sim, yeah, Muziki, mm-hmm. Sui Academy, yes. which is like a fraternity for music yeah. and, and learning French and learning, learning music yes. and language. So we all usually come together and help with each other's projects mm-hmm. when time comes. That's amazing. It. So for me, I feel like it's easy when I'm working with women. And number two, it's because we have a plight, like women have a plight. We do. Whereby we don't have this, I call it the Gotiana community. Mm. Men can come and decide, they don't even decide their money. They just say, I want you to do a project with me. They Gotiana like this and they say, we'll sort it mbele to sort mbele. Yeah. Are you getting? They don't talk about everything right now and say, by the way, Nico, because I'm coming for your show, you'll give me 50,000. If we don't have it, then I won't appear. No, we'll fix it. We don't have that. And we always have such difficulty working with them, considering mm-hmm. they're still the owners of this industry. Mm-hmm. So when you talk to them, they look at you some way. Yeah. Some of them are not saying everyone. Some of them will look at you some type of way, want your number and want to use it in a different mm-hmm. way. And if you refuse, well, you know, your dreams are, they vanish. Number two, some guys just can't deal with you money-wise. Mm-hmm. As a woman, can you imagine? I've been told... Like, if I want me to pay you, then we have to deal in another way. Are you getting... But what way? Like, I've been told enough things in this mm-hmm. industry. Let me just begin. Some with... people told you that? Yes. Some people told me, like, as in, I can't work with women. I don't work with women. Actually, why women have so many, so much drama. And if you want me to pay you for this so gig annoying. or whatever it is, then we have to work a different way. Now, we can't be friends. If you get, you get what I mean, okay, we can't be friends. Okay, okay, okay. Yes. So I was like... No was, thanks. Yes, I was like, no, thank you. Because I have fought my way, just blood by blood by blood by sweat from when I started this idea by myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm where I'm going slowly because mm-hmm. people give you all sorts of promises. Oh, if you come, I'm going to manage you. I'll give you all the money I'm going to give you. And then for what? So you can give me a baby and then I'm not recording anymore. <laughs> ah, very. <laughs> like, then I'm not recording anymore. To be honest, that's the plight we're facing so much mm. about. And I have friends who have quit music a lot because, number three, they get children and they stop because music doesn't necessarily pay you. Yeah, It's a business. You have to invest and invest mm. for it to have returns. Yes, yes. So when you're having a child, you have to start concentrating on that child and considering the amount of males that don't care about their offsprings, women are doing this single-handedly, so many of them feeding their children, that they'd rather quit their dream to feed their children and to move forward. Yeah. And considering they quit very young, they don't know how to come back. And those are the kind of mentorship programs that me and Siri and Wabi Shari are trying to bring back, like to have more females in the industry mm-hmm. singing. Uh, like if you even see the, the lineups yes. in our concerts, Men, 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 one lady. Yeah, Fena. yeah. Men, 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 Femi one. Mm. There, like that is it. And there's so many women out here who are singers, singers. So many, even rappers. Many, because even I had rappers. a rapper in the previous episodes, or rappers, because yes. I also had Wangeshi, I had Groovy Joe, mm-hmm. and they were listing so many rappers. And, yes. you know, there's always this narrative, like, hey, where are the Kenyan female singers or where are the but, Kenyan female yeah, rappers. But they don't want to give us a chance. They're there. I promise they're there. they don't give us a chance. If mm. they want, it has to come with a string. Or they say that we are lazy. I don't know. I don't understand where it comes from. Mm. But they have this thing where they'll give their friend, a man friend, a chance before they give you a chance. Mm. And if you don't have management that's also 
male who can mm. talk that language or on that level, then also you you kind of mm. lose out. Someone like me, I've been fighting for these platforms for a very long time. Mm. I've been applying online, following the same channels. But sometimes I don't even get like a reply, like, who are you? Because mm. they don't want to get out of their seats, come and watch me sing, perform mm. live to be like, you know, actually this girl has something, yeah. something about her. But they want to advise me and change the narrative. You know, if you sang this pop song, you would be pop right now. Mm. If you dress like this, if you lost a bit of weight, you would look mm. like Beyonce, you would pop right now. You have a great voice, but you need to do this about mm. your brand. Of which, personally, all I want to do is sing. Yeah. As in, I don't want anything more. My ambitions don't cross. Oh, I want to be the biggest. I would want, love to be. Mm. But I just want to sing until I die. die. <laughs> that is my ambition. So those things don't bother me too much. But they bother so many other females mm. because they don't know how to cross those lines. Mm. But I've been here long enough. Those things will bother me long enough. So I create mentorship opportunities, okay. information giving. Mm. Like I just give information freely, by the way, to these women so that they can be able to release their albums, mm. to get out of that funk where they have. But I'm just a mother. Me, I just sit at home. Me, I just do this. Come out, make your money, get these gigs during the weekends. As in make 3,000, 5,000 shillings, you find yourself doing a, an album. Mm. At least your dream is not dead. Mm. At least you're doing something. And when you're doing something, something must give. Yes, that's yeah. true. I yeah. love that. When mm. you're doing something, something must give. Yes. So, I mean, what should the women do now? Like, first of all, how do they access these empowerment programs or even just listening to you speak? I think it's very important that you've spoken about that very clearly here on this podcast. So those who are listening can share with their friends, especially mm -hmm. females in the industry who are struggling or are not sure of where they're going because of the challenges. So how can all that information be accessible directly to you? And I mean, what kind of advice would you give to the females who want to get into the industry? Because it seems like it's a big, bad world out here. It is. But, you know, for your sacrifices. Yeah, it's worth it. Like if you actually want to sacrifice for your passion, like everything is a sacrifice. Business mm. is a sacrifice. Like if you do want to, you and you're strong enough mm. and you hold hands of other people. Yeah. Because we have not done it alone. As I've told you, people have held my hands all, all through, mostly females. Mm. And if you can get people who are willing, like, you know, me and Siriam Zinki, Zinki Mentorship mm. Program, and even um, Victoria Gishara. She has this thing called Speak Music. Yes. She yes. invited me severally, but I was never able to make it yet. Yes. And as you're speaking, I'm thinking also to add in what I'm thinking. Yes. Another thing is build your community mm. and make use of your network yes. because you do that yes. quite well. You're not even saying it for yourself, but you do it quite well. Like mm. you always send me and us, even the PR team, like yes. updates. I have a new song out. Yeah. I have a show. You send tickets. Mm -hmm. I love that. You know, you don't assume like, oh, they must have seen or they'll come. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. you're like, I would love these people to come and they might not know. So I'm sending them tickets. Yes, it's yes. very, very important. It's important. You make sure you're personally in it. Mm. As in, so as in, you have to make these things happen. That's mm. the truth. So, in Victoria Shar and I did a big music partnership mm. the whole of last year. Nice to do a, a small, tiny gig, and we had almost thirty-eight new artists, very gifted new artists, and women were there also. So many upcoming females. Mm. It was so empowering. New ideas from these people, and now you wonder 
where are these people going to get a platform? Because everybody's just thinking about the big stars right now. Yes. Corporate just thinks yeah. about the numbers. An where interesting thing about people? our industry in Kenya, one thing I haven't seen brands do, they're very quick to pick like the top personalities, yes. the top artists mm. for festivals to do like some influencing work, sometimes billboards. Yeah. But very few are coming up with initiatives that are like spotlighting like the up and coming artists. You know, it's like the, the Blaze tried, to do something tried else, yeah. and also the Blaze platform by Safaricom yes. did that when it lasted. Yes. Do you remember the way Alliance used to be a green hey. space for us? It used to be an open space. So yeah. we come and yeah. just meet up there. Obviously, some people came up and spoiled the whole vibe of the place. Who spoiled the vibe That's the reason why they kind of like chased everyone away. So they made it up. So They're not doing the, the concert anymore. They concert. do concerts, do? but you see, it was free for us during the week. We would go and practice, yeah, yeah, yeah. meet up there. Yeah. People would be like, let's go. So you meet other artistic yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was that place. There's no hub, yeah. Nowadays, mm. there's no hub. Also, there was this power to fight for. Mm. There's a hub where people mm. are supposed to meet artistically and just move like that and that kind of mm. but there's no place right now so you even find even the music practice spaces are declining mm. people are thinking oh this is not a, a thing that they should do so mm. everybody's moving individualistically it's unfair because now if somebody really wants to do something for themselves mm. they don't know who to contact so mm. there's Syria Miziki you can contact them fantastic you can contact Victoria Gishora I'm so mm. sure even me just DM me I'm going to give you the 411 on your DM for you to you start if you're actually serious because there's also very unserious human beings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the serious ones only, yeah, only those only can be. serious ones because there's very unserious human beings. DM you and mm. say whatever you want to say and I will give you my time. Mm. If it could help, I'm glad to. Hey, yeah. Mary, you're such a force. You know, sitting Thank here you. with you, I just feel the energy. I feel the passion. I... I see the fire burning inside your belly. Big fire. Very passionate. I love it. I have, I'm passionate about this mentorship thing, about women mm. and women working together and more women being in the industry. That thing, mm. I have two songs with two rappers. Like, I work with women so much. Mm. The issue is now when we release the songs, it's like apparently men don't listen to women's music unless it's about love, dancing weirdly, if you get what I mean. Mm. So the songs that we are doing are very enlightening and uplifting mm. and encouraging also that's important for our society for girls who are growing so that's a very very big passion for me hey <laughs> i've enjoyed this conversation i have yeah wow thank you so much meryl page thank and that's, that's why I'm, I'm doing this podcast because you see meryl you listen to her album and you think that's that but that's not that like behind the person, the music is so much passion and <laughs> drive, you know, to uplift other women in the industry and to collaborate and do bigger projects. And whoa, it's been just mind blowing to it listen is. to you. I'm actually so inspired. And I hope Thank so many you. women who are listening are also inspired to do stuff together, to discover more female projects. Some maybe might not have had that yes. dope album from 2019. Go stream the music. Queen. Ode to Queens and by Queens. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yes. Shout out to Aidaka. He's a really Aidaka. dope guy. I've never met him in person, but he's we are friends on WhatsApp and he on, on has the social. He a lot of music yeah. All, yeah. Uh, online and they're beautifully done yeah. by Africa, by Kenya. Yes. say there's no Kenyan music. Oh, like, Kenya. What are you guys talking about? Please <laughs> just go and go to his catalog yes. and see all the things yeah. he's done. It's amazing. So before we leave, I just want to ask you to give five tips 
to women specifically who want to get into the industry? What are the five tips that they should look out for? First of all, they should be very resilient and they should be passionate. Mm. So that's one, passionate and resilient. Before they start this thing, yeah, they should know that you have to put in the work and you have to invest in your art. Okay. Whether you like it or not, it's your business. You also have to invest in your brand. That's number three. Find out what you're about. Look for something that's niche about you and push that until the end. Push the narrative until mm-hmm. the end. And number four, be strong-headed. What do you call it? Kichwangumu. Kichwangumu. Yeah, it's about like it. if you decide you want to do it, do it. Yes. And don't let somebody change tell, your mind yes, for nothing. tell you that it's the wrong thing and tell you, oh, you should be like this. But if you, that's what you believe in, be Kichwangumu about it. Mm-hmm. Like, does everyone tell you it's not the right way? Go be a mm-hmm. doctor, a nurse. Or, you know, something like someone's PA somewhere. Hmm. But, you you know, if you're meant for the stars, you are. And you are enough the way you are. That is exactly how you're supposed to be. That's where you're supposed to be also. You're enough. Hmm. Yeah. Is that wow. Five? Yeah, that's yes. five. Oh, my God. This has been so amazing to have you. Thank you. Before we wrap up, is there any message you want to give to uh, Mariel Page's fans, you know, who've been supporting mm. from day one, from the time you had your very first event, and now they're listening and they're like, wow, so proud to see the journey you've taken. Yeah. What do you want to tell your day ones? My day ones. My first event that I had after South Academy, it was for um, cancer awareness. Mm-hmm. It was called Soul Tactics. I had a hundred guests Whoa. come through. Those are my dear ones. They still come for my show up to today. Fantastic. They have never changed. And I'm always thankful and grateful. And I wish you all to tell others so that we can all grow as a family and all as a unit, obviously. I have more songs coming, more songs on YouTube, more songs on Spotify, online, everywhere you you know, everywhere yeah. that you would want to have music. I, I have it there. Thank you so much, Muriel. (laughs) It's been so great to have you. Wrapping off VIP Access this week with the amazing Muriel Page. Please listen to her music across all digital platforms. Follow her on social media. Um, She has amazing music. She's passionate about empowering the industry. Um, And you will learn a lot if you follow her closely. I always promise you amazing guests. So come back next week and we'll be sitting down with yet another amazing artist or creative. Thank you. VIP Access with Aniko 